0: GoLight Selects. Brought to you by Sky. Watch new, exclusive and unmissable content only on Sky. Go out! Go
1: out! Go out! Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Uh, no, uh, it's Simon Delaney in a helicopter. Look at you, Jet Setter Delaney. How, how are, are you, brother? Were you how on the was... telly in a helicopter? Oh, I was. Yeah, yeah. This yes, is in the air. Amb- in, a in the air ambulance. Yeah. He's he's not unwell, folks. He's fine. It was all in the name of t- television and road. By the and way, was, that a, was that
2: a helicopter sound effect? That sounded like Thomas the Tank Engine's just been derailed.
1: <laughs> Let's do it. Welcome once again to Go Loud Selects, a Go Loud original with Simon Delaney and Aiden Power. It's made by Go Loud and it's brought to you by Sky Ireland. Is that right,
2: Simon? That was nearly right. Go Loud Selects is a Go what? Loud original. Go Loud Selects is also a Go Loud production and we are brought to you by Sky Ireland. Hey, oh my God. The, beat, the pause was just a little bit too long, but look, let's do it. We're in.
1: <laughs> My God, it's true what they say about working on set with Simon Delaney. He's an absolute. Yeah, nightmare. First nightmare. recommendation for you this week is called Simon Delaney's <laughs> a pain in the. No, it's called uh, Lazarus Project. Have you heard Ooh. about this? No, uh, tell me more, please. I, okay, that's why I'm, I'm here, dear boy. I am lining this one up to watch this week. It's an eight part time loop drama, right? Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. so we got a bit of time traveling going on. So the main character. George is a man who wakes up one day reliving a day from his past. So think Groundhog Day, but it's not a comedy in that sense. There's some notable exceptions to this day that he's on time loop. All his success at work and his marriage to his lover, uh, Sarah, his wife, uh, never happened. So two massive chunks of his life are missing. Now, this is where it gets interesting, right? Because this show was... Um, worked on six years ago, certainly written and conceived six years ago. So George, the main character, is on the cusp of the greatest six months of his life before a global pandemic sends the world into disarray and panic. (sighs) So the writer, Joe Barton, I believe his name is, (laughs) knew something we didn't know. Why didn't you tell us, Joe, six years ago there was going to be a pandemic? Anyway, he's used that as inspiration uh, for this television show, this time loop show, where George is stuck in this day and there's chunks of it missing.
0: We're a top-secret organisation
3: dedicated to preventing and undoing mass extinction events. Oh, and we can make time
1: go backwards. Welcome to The Lazarus Project, George. I' Max, and it is streaming on now. Yeah, and by the
2: sounds of the way you described that, you, you said you had that liner ready to go. That sounds so so far up your street, it's knocking on your hall door. My, my what door? Oh, my hall door. I don't know what you said your there. hall door. Knocking on, what are yeah, I do. I knock on your trap door. You can't I clap. Fantasize about You're half door. Um, do you live in a barn. Have you half door? Do you have a horse?
1: What I do. No, it's it's, it's uh, saloon doors. And a you know, sliding
2: door with, like a Tesco's or something.
1: you walk be around the house. Ghost. In Star my track, John Luke
2: Picard doors.
1: No, no, no. It's a, it's a Wild West saloon, and I walk around the house um, in my cowboy outfit with my cap guns going. Pew, pew, yes, you do, partner. And they're not like supposed
2: pilgrim
1: uh, Anywho, I fantasise about uh, many things including time travel the concept Dear of really. it absolutely blows my mind and the thought of being able to for me travel back in time would just be yes but the control. thought of being stuck on the same day
2: could be torturous a la today <laughs> Oh, it was all going so well, John, wasn't it? Please jump in here. Good afternoon, John. Hello, John. Good afternoon, guys.
1: John, 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 time, time loops, time loops. Do you like them?
0: I always wonder why writers keep coming back to this stuff again and again and again. Uh, I get it, like, you know, you Russian do ball is
1: on it.
0: at the moment. Uh, and it's this usual thing where there's some moral crisis at the centre of it. That's why they're living the same day. That's why Bill Murray had to continually do that day again and again. He had to find... He had to become a
2: better person. That's why he was stuck in that one day. But then we had, like, the time traveler's wife was recently on as well. It seems to be back in on Vogue, doesn't it? There's a lot of geeks out
0: there. um, I don't know if I'd include myself now where they want to make sure they're watching these, that everything has to be, you know, if they're doing the same day over and over again, it has to be scientifically correct and accurate. And, you know, one reference, you know, an hour in has to, Link back to the start Match. of the of, of the of the thing. A film like Palm Springs, a relatively new one, um, and It goes that beautifully. Where like what days later, we are still
2: Jam- re- having realizations. What was that about movie John Jam- with Guy Pearce? Was it Memento or something? Memento. That was going oh, backwards, yeah.
1: wasn't it? I can't
2: remember, but he, he woke he, up. Couldn't remember. He had,
1: remember. He had no
2: memory, so he was essentially starting again uh, every yeah, day. Yeah, 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 Groundhog Day is one of my. It's in my top five movies of classic. all time. It's a classic. I watch it anytime it's on the telly. I will watch it. It right. is amazing, and I love Bill Murray. What a yeah. sh- what a performance in it though.
0: There's a, a, a podcast. I listened to a few times. Uh, I think it's called. <clears throat> I was in it too, and it's just about character actors. You know, uh, mm. Ned Ryerson, the really annoying guy. Oh yeah, the yeah, with, yeah, yeah. He talks about making that film and how Bill Murray was in it. the midst of like the worst few months of his entire life. Friends were dying. Uh, mm. I think he was like Drinking too much His head was wrecked He signed on for a film He didn't want to make And then it's It comes to the point of Making Groundhog Day And of course Ned Ryerson The guy who plays him Is delighted He's he working opposite Bill Murray's like it's, yeah. it's his highlight of his career But he says Between takes Bill Murray would be Barely like Able to pull together Nearly on the verge of tears And as soon As he said action wow. He would just be As you say Delivering one of no your Top way. five films of all time
3: Ned <laughs> Ryerson Needle nose, Ned, Ned, the head. Come on, buddy, Case Western High. Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Ned Ryerson, got the shingles real bad, senior year almost didn't graduate. Bing! Again! Ned Ryerson, I dated your sister Mary Pat a couple times till you told me not to anymore. Well? Ned Ryerson? Bing! Bing! So did you turn pro with that belly button thing, Ned, or No, Phil, I sell insurance. What a shock. Do you have life insurance? Because if you do, you could always use a little more. Am I right or am I right or am I right? Right, right, right.
0: Ned, I would love to stand here and talk with you, but I'm not
3: going to. (laughs) Hey, that's all right. I'll walk with you.
1: No way, really. Yeah. God, that's, Jesus well, it's sad Christ. to hear that. But now when you watch it, Simon, for the 57,000th time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Hopefully it doesn't pull you out of but you're going, God, Bill Murray right now shooting that scene was not feeling great.
2: And you know what? I had a bit of a starstruck moment then years ago where I met Andy McDowell and, uh, Oh wow I, I could just She's stunningly beautiful Like I mean Stunningly beautiful And a real Southern Real southern lady You know uh, And Ooh. I just When I saw her I just All I could see Was that ice sculpture In my head You know <laughs> the one That he chills over the end. And I was just Totally starstruck um, But
1: anyway That series you're recommending Is on Sky Max Aidan isn't it Yeah I will check it out And I will <laughs> let you know But I highly recommend That everyone else Checks it out as well It's called The, the Lazarus Project Which kind of makes oh, me Lazarus. laugh Because Lazarus, was and are, me there me name. are there any names in it? Are there any big stars in there, or are they newbies? Uh, Papa, Papa Esedu is the main man in it. But as I was saying, uh, the La- Lazarus makes me laugh because that's what my mother called me when I was there. Uh, well, up until what age? Did I live at home to early twenties because every Saturday I'd get up at like three or four in the afternoon. She'd be like, "Oh, <laughs> Lazarus, Lazarus is risen." Yeah, yeah, we've all had that one. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's jump into uh, our picks and what we've been watching this week. A toss a coin, heads or tails. Johnny, go for it. Go on, son. Get in. All right. it's All right. Can we do it a three-sided coin, John? you're. <laughs> no, we
0: don't. <laughs> uh, we'll go with, uh, and again, not to steer people away from this podcast, but another very good podcast, one I've been listening to for the last couple of years, The C Word. And Ooh. what do you think the C stands for? Okay, well, there's right, watch, watch one watch yeah. obvious one that
1: jumps to mind. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, you're right. It's crazy. So it's oh. a brilliant... Yeah premise so it's uh essentially it's lena D- dunham and her uh, good friend uh, Alyssa bennett they take on i suppose a historical deep dive into the lives of numerous women in society be it hollywood you know art politics commerce whatever basically being dismissed and called mad sad or just plain bad and they actually give you the actual story so it's beautifully oh, wow. researched, uh, good sound design. They have episodes focusing on people like Whitney Houston. Sandra Locke was a particularly good one. Her in a relationship with Clint Eastwood. Winona Ryder. Like you get kind of two-parters for the likes of Winona Ryder because there's so much in it. Brittany Murphy, of course, very tragic and loads more. I've probably listened to maybe two dozen episodes over the last <clears> 12 <throat> months. Always really enjoyable. Always informative. I'd highly recommend it.
1: You're also a person who's chosen... Once your career sort of reached this certain like apex of fame and success, you made a decision that you were not going to make your face a part of selling your work anymore, which is fascinating so i was like how can i do it and still stay anonymous so i started with i was like i I guess if amy winehouse is the bouffant i'm the blonde bob so i just (laughs) put a blonde bob on the front of a record hover and then i just went and sang with my back to the audience for the most part and then i put maddie in that little blonde bob in chandelier which is people suddenly were like dressing up as you for halloween and and it was really interesting and so john is it Done in, in a manner of a defense of their character or Essentially, yeah. I mean a lot of a lot of the, the I suppose the perception we
0: have of people like Ron Ryder, um, you know, etc., it's born from like, you know, the feed and frenzy in the media, like the you know, she's shoplifted so we can dismiss The thirty-five plus films that she, you know, created in in her in her life, or you know, they have mental health issues or or drug addiction, so this overshadows any kind of talent.
1: Whitney Houston was one of the greatest talents of all time. Most people go, but she was a drug addict who died in the bath.
0: Yeah, essentially, like that's the the kind of the very short, you know, soundbite. They dismiss it. They give you uh, proper insight into their childhood, the people who molded them, the kind of talent when it was at its rawest, growing up, and the people who essentially maybe led him down a, a bad path or so the they, they make
2: people john then that we might have a perception of that they want to change
0: yeah i think that's the kind of the case There's certainly someone mm-hmm. like anna nicole smith who you know yeah. she would be viewed as a a, a playboy model who, who married someone very very rich in his 80s gold digger, and, yeah yeah she's a gold digger and what of it but when you listen to her, you get it, actually a sense it is a very loving person um she wasn't just a gold digger uh, she didn't even make that much money out of it in the end, and was just kind of a caricature, or viewed as such all her of mm. life. And she couldn't be taken seriously; couldn't maybe take herself seriously. And all she really wanted was love, was what she, was what she found with, with her with her late husband. And you know, they kind of go from there. But I think episodes like Whitney Houston, who you think I know mm. all about her, I know how her career turned no, out, don't. I know what story is there. You, you don't really <clears be throat> like her. You know, she was, uh, a lot of people think she was closeted. She had this, you know, best friend growing up who was with her on tours. I think that's where her real love affair was. Um, You have uh, more of an insight into Bobby Brown and his kind of actions
2: during the marriage. And also a real celebration of these people's talents. So it sounds like there's a huge back catalogue of episodes there. So you can go in and handpick what people might interest you, what stories you might want to hear. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think take a chance on something you maybe not have heard of or have a vague yeah, indication of who yeah. they are and you'll get yeah. a you know a proper real real kind of full portrait of of, of the person behind the, the headlines it's, it's very good in that respect
1: that's a great one the c word
0: the c word and i'm Lena sorry dunham. guys you, you're you gonna have to pay for this one so uh it's a luminary original i think it's 2.99 a month dollars so it's it's well worth yeah. it and they butter stuff on there as well but it's it's a the c word with Lena dunham and Alyssa
1: bennett check it out beautiful. beautiful i like that
2: um, I've got another one lads but it's, And it's also for your ears as opposed to your eyes We made a couple of audiobook recommendations uh, A few episodes back And I've got another one for you If you'd like it um, I've actually got the book in my hand here And I'll show it to you ah, guys It okay. is Stanley Tucci's book Taste um, I got this book for Christmas And very quickly devoured it, uh, is, pardon, it is, is that a biography? It's a memoir he describes it as a sort of a memoir because he's released a couple of books previously up to this and this is a book uh, and a, this is an audiobook I'm recommending it as an audiobook because he he narrates it and his voice is velvet and he's you know so listen you can he's so easy to listen to and plus I always find with the audio books of the authors narrating it, they give you that little bit more in terms of they're able to portray or give you what emotion they're going through when they wrote these pieces but this is, um, it's a story about why and how he loves food and how it has shaped and influenced his life, his relationships. And then dotted through the book are uh, are some recipes as well, which is always very good. Of course. But I just wanted to read you a little bit from the introduction. right? Just one sentence that he says, it's probably fair to say now that I probably spend more time thinking about and focusing on food than I do acting, as is evidenced by some of my recent performances. Make sure your meat is... For the most part dry otherwise it won't really brown julia child is the one who told everybody that (laughs) so he's very self-deprecating he's 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 got to the point in his life now where food is the thing you know i mean his latest series on uh, cnn which i think was on the bbc as well where stanley tucci tastes of italy where he traveled down italy which is an absolutely gorgeous series to watch Mass-produced pizza brands always add sugar, fat, and flavoring, but in Napoli, it's just water, flour, salt, yeast, and a lot of skill. They're actually filming a second series out at the moment. Um, he's so watchable. Um, he's he just comes across as an utter gentleman. Uh, and this book sort of it starts off with his childhood, and you know the. The very Italian thing of standing and watching his mom, uh, you know, cooking and what's she making and how is she making that. And, you know, the fact that he links certain dishes and certain meals to certain events in his life. and You know, he dedicates the book uh, to his kids. And I love the dedication he writes to his kids because he, he says to them, he says, you know, I hope that they can keep enjoying life and moments with us, hopefully around. It's, he says, this is to my gorgeous children, may they always find happiness wherever they are especially at the table Hmm. i love that you know like he talks about his he was obviously born in new york and you know he wasn't born into a rich family by any means but they had dinner together every night i just like it's 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 a a very american thing it's a very italian thing but it clearly shaped and influenced his life and it's just an incredible read the book itself is a great read but get the audiobook lads because mr tucci and narrates it to you. So that's Stanley Tucci. Taste my life through food. All oh, right,
1: it? I like that, and I know you're very uh, passionate about him and about cooking as well. Have you Have you tried any of his recipes? I have, yeah, I have. Um, and again, starstruck
2: again. I got to work with the man last year for very yeah. briefly. I did, did a couple of days on his new. To um,
1: make a titty yourself. I'm, like, there's very few people I would think you're starstruck by. He is. Yeah, one he, he yeah, how, how are you? Do you turn into an idiot or
2: no? You, I just We tend to go very quiet. I did a couple of days. He's got a new four part series coming out on Netflix and BBC One uh, called Inside Man with himself and David Tennant. And it's a fantastic, written by Stephen Moffat. It's four great scripts, great premise of a show. and I had a very, very small bit to do in it, but the bit that I had to do in it, it was just me and him. And uh, so I had two days. Uh, literally in a prison cell with him uh, playing the scene. And it was just, just incredible just to watch, um, to watch him do his thing. And, uh, you know, obviously as an actor, I'm fascinated with people's process. And he was very calm, very quiet. Uh, There wasn't an awful lot of conversation in between takes, but very pleasant to people, very pleasant to the ADs, the runners, the crew, the director, Uh, very generous to me as another actor, you know, Discussing the scene, you know, it, it, he was everything that I thought he would be, um, and then it comes to the point when you rap and you think, Jesus, I'd love a photograph with him. And do you be, do you become that guy, you know? And I didn't have the nuts. I didn't get a photograph of him. Ah, uh, you know, no. I suppose I, I'll, I'll have the memory of watching me in the show with them, provided the scenes don't get cut. But, uh, you know, he was he was everything I thought he would be. and He's a brilliant author. Uh, he's a great cook, great ru- food writer. His TV series has said, Taste of Italy. Get, get on that and watch it. Apart from Anthony else, total food porn. And if you like Italy and the country and the music and the surroundings, you know, to see it through his eyes, as someone who's brought up with Italian parents, you know, he floats between Italian and English, and the series is gorgeous. And then this book, uh, Taste... Just gives you a little, you know, Taste. window into his life and into why and who he is, what he is, and why food is so important to him. So, yeah, the thumbs up for me.
1: All right. I like it. I like it. He's one of your uh, ultimate dinner guests, I suspect. Absolutely. Yeah. But he's cooking the dinner.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wouldn't cook for him. I'd be afraid of my life.
0: If you haven't seen it, uh, Big Night, Stanley oh. Tucci, Tony Shaloub, amazing.
2: Tony Shalhoub, do you know what? He talks about that in this movie. He talks about the, the, the two movies he made that center around food and restaurants. And Big Night is obviously in there. He talks about the dishes that he makes in the movie. Uh, and Tony Shalhoub, who I actually saw on Broadway a couple of years ago, a play that I can't remember the name of, Jesus, you couldn't take your eyes off the man. He was incredible. Um, yeah, Big Night, if you haven't seen that movie, get on that tonight, baby. Is this what I ordered? Yes, that is the
1: result. Oh. It's a special recipe that my brother and I bring from Italy. It's delicious, I promise. It took so
0: long. I thought you went all the way back to
1: Italy again. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> I know, but it's worth it. I, I, I promise. You would like a fresh pepper or cheese? No, I don't need cheese. Cheese, yeah. Oh yeah, cheese.
0: He lots, likes of, cheese. lots yeah. of cheese. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. I did, didn't you say that this was going to be rice with
2: seafood?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. is um it is uh, Italian Arborio rice, the best. And then uh, with shrimp and scallop and.
0: Um,
2: see. I just don't see anything that looks like a shrimp or a scallop. All right, Good. triple
1: triple whammy from Delaney. Nice one. There you go. Right, all toot related, but there you go. Hello. All right, joining us this week once again. Oh, he's, he's in already. He's Are like, he's, Sorry. Yeah. Brian Lloyd. No, no, you're here now. Brian Lloyd from entertainment.ie <laughs> has been uh, outside the door metaphorically for the last 10 minutes going, can I come on now? Is it my turn? <laughs> it's
3: your time, Brian. Okay, first of all, I don't sound like that. Second of all, like you know, there is no door, Aiden. So like stuck yes. in his head. <laughs> all right.
1: Anyway, Brian,
2: it's, love, it's lovely to see you again, my friend. Yeah, let's start them?
1: that. We, we got off on the wrong foot. Hi, Brian. How are you? <laughs> all right. Let's just get to our
3: reviews. All right. Let's just, let's just get this done and out of here. Okay? Listen, you were very
2: you you were generous. La- you were generous, but you were very kind last week. You two decent scores for two movies that were out last week. Are we in the same boat this week? What are we starting with?
3: Yes, so uh, the oh. big film that I have this week is, and we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Um,
2: yes,
1: Elvis. Oh, great! Oh, yes,
2: yeah, excellent. Right, bring it. I'm down. excited Basil to
1: Lerman. talk to you about this, Brian, because I have seen it too. What is, okay, right. Okay, so <clears throat> what you think right now?
3: Okay, um, Baz Luhrmann, who directed this, he is what is known, and Simon, you'll know this, uh, is an auteur, which is. He has a very distinctive style. When you watch Mm. a film, you can tell within ten seconds. Yep, I'm watching a Baz Luhrmann film. And the thing with an auteur is, is that it's either you get on board and you love their work, or you just absolutely reject it straight out of hand because it's just so distinctive. And it's it's interesting because, like, I mean, obviously, you know, Elvis is such, you know, Elvis is the king of rock and roll, and there's been uh, dozens of films made about his life. I mean, even John Carpenter, you know, who did, like, The Thing and Escape from New York and, you know, a uh, big horror guy. He even did a film back in the 80s with Kurt Russell playing uh, Elvis. Which was Puckie. amazing,
2: by the way. Yeah. Russell was brilliant in it. What
3: would you say, Sonny? Well, I didn't say nothing. Hey, you said something about me, man. I want to know what it was. Are you going to tell me, boy? I'm going to dick. Fantastic, and I would have said up until this point, I would have said that was the best performance of Elvis I've ever seen. Um, Agreed. Austin Butler, though, in this playing Elvis, it is you know a star-making role for him. That kid is going to be huge. He was the American Dream. My daddy won-
2: And i um, never heard from Brian. Tell me about him. Like, where does he come from? So my understanding of it is, and
3: I'm prepared to be corrected on this now, but he was a, kind of like a child actor. He did a lot of sort of um, kind of like low-rent kind of crappy um, TV shows in America and Canada. Um, but this is his big role. This is like the one that he was sort of plucked from obscurity from this. I mean, you know, on the lead up to... When it was announced that Baz Lerman was going to do Elvis, there was a big, you know, search for it. People like Harry Styles were uh, named at one point as possibly playing it. Miles Taylor <coughs> was another name as well that was going to do it, and then it was eventually no, 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 it's this guy Austin Butler, and everyone's like, "Who?" But you know, the, the you know the Gen Z kid, the Zoomers or whatever, they all know him. Like he was a big kind of quantity with them, and I think that kind of plays into it because, you know. The way that Baz Luhrmann directs this and the way that he kind of places the music uh, throughout this is very, very similar to... Like, there's a scene in it, for example, when they're going to Las Vegas and it mixes the song Viva Las Vegas, the Elvis song, with Britney Spears' Toxic. And then... You see,
2: I'm I'm running for the cinema door now at this point. And can we step back a little bit just in terms of the casting? Did the fact that he's... The Zoomers are aware of him. Did that influence the casting? Do you think, or influence the because it's the way he works?
3: I guess. I, I yeah. I think yeah. I think it did definitely influence it a bit because the way that Baz Lerman directs it, it's very very vital. You know that kind of way. It's alive. It's loud. Mm. It's full of color. It's all the gaudiness of it. Like they really does. He really does um get all the sort of the the the, the almost. Almost sort of gaudiness of it, like you know that kind of. And again, it's mm. as Laramie. Like and
2: does and does it focus on a certain event or period of his life, or where where are we in the story of it? It's
3: right the way through. I mean, it is literally from when Colonel oh, right. Tom Parker found him in a fairground wow, okay. and had him touring on the sort of the um, the country in Western circuit, right through to yeah. when he was sent off to Germany. Comes back from Germany, does the TV comeback special, does all that, and then you know, into a sort of darker period when he was held in Las Vegas for months on end kind of stuff, doing the same show over and over again. When his, even like, it even goes right up to the end, like to his like his big weight gain. and all So it's over decades. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I say, like the film is like, wow, is almost 20 minutes, nearly 30 minutes too long. at in certain points <clears> anyway, <throat> like, because they are just trying to capture every aspect of his life. And, you know, like, when you think of an Elvis song, usually they're big orchestral over the top things. So it would almost kind of make sense that the film itself captures an element of that. Aiden, I can see you making a
2: face there. That's my listening face. and, and That's I'm, just I, wind, I think.
1: No, I'm agreeing with a lot we're saying, and you're reminding me of it because it's a couple of weeks since I have seen it, of those various moments in it, particularly when you talk about the music, because Elvis was a singer, considered <laughs> one of the greatest of all time. There's a lot of musical numbers in it. Um, There for me, are the strongest elements of mm. it. I mean, the story, as you say, it, they're trying to cover his entire career and subsequent to watching it, I read some reviews and, and any of the criticism, and there has been quite a bit of this film, is about how they tell the story and that the main criticism I've read, Brian, I don't know whether you agree, is that you don't learn anything new about Elvis because they're just snapshotting through his life in an effort to take it all in that you're not getting into any, ga- any great um, level of detail. Well, that we don't. But well, is that because
2: about. we knew everything about him?
1: Well, I think there's an expectation you know, no. that, that if you go and watch this, you need to know, you need to have ah, a right. sense of the, the, the framework of, of Elvis's life from and the, the, the early right, success yeah. to uh, the dip, to going to Germany, uh, to be in the US Army, to then the big make-or-break comeback special, <clears throat> the sixty-eight special, which turned out to be something more phenomenal than I think anyone, including Elvis, could have imagined. And then the latter years, which I think maybe people would know most about. Yeah. The, Elvis in the jumpsuits, the Vegas years and fat Elvis and, and then all the kind of uh, the versions of that and the the, the jokes yeah. of that as well. I like yeah, okay. I, I really, really enjoyed it. The lad who plays Elvis is fucking spellbinding. You cannot wow. take your eyes off him. He's a he's a stunning looking yeah. creature. And and his yeah. performances now I know he doesn't do all the singing in the movie. But the but the performances he gave the physical performances because some of Elvis's were performances were they were violent in yeah. in the motion he had to generate and I think he is an absolute superstar.
2: Because I was gonna ask you that, Brian. Let's talk about performances. Obviously, you've covered the main man, but what about Hanks and, and the supporting cast? Like who plays Priscilla, et cetera? What's what are the performances like?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I actually think I don't know how you feel about this Aiden, but I actually thought Tom Hanks was the weak link in all of this.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Which have you ever have you ever said that about a Tom Hanks movie in your life? He he's normally yeah. the star. Yeah. This he like he still is kind of well, he's he kind of narrates the film as well. He's there to kind of it's almost to tell the story from his perspective because many people will know that colonel parker was the he's he's the bad guy he's the villain mm. in elvis's life and this yeah. is almost uh, an exploration of that but maybe perhaps a justification of the way he treated elvis and and how he treated elvis the problem with it is and i like adore tom hanks so to say it and bad about him feels sacrilegious is he's playing this man who who a is not a colonel b is not a us citizen so his whole history his background is completely unknown. We don't really get to find out too much more about it. He has this quote-unquote European accent and it takes oh, you a really? while to go. Where is he meant to be from? I think he was meant to be Dutch but he kind of sounds a bit like he could be uh, from anywhere uh, east of London. I don't know. He's a bit comedy like this sometimes, right Brian?
3: Yeah, no, he's, that's that's actually very, very good and it's actually, it's funny you say, yeah, he almost kind of sounds like Gru from Despicable Me. Like, it's very, I <laughs> like this is the thing, like Tom Hanks, I think, is one of those actors that the only way you can... When you see him, it's like it's Tom Hanks is playing a lawyer or Tom Hanks is playing uh, a guy who's been stranded on an island. You're watching Tom Hanks play a guy. It's not like, say, Gary Oldman, for example, who just completely disappears into a role and you just don't know who they are by the end of it. Or even the kind of way that Colin Farrell is going now, like obviously in The Batman and stuff like that. The The prosthetics. The prosthetics and all that. But yet... Tom Hanks has a rake of prosthetics on him and I could just see Tom Hanks the entire time. And not only that as well, but like the fact that you could see he was trying so hard to lose himself in this and do the accent and, and kind of carry himself in a different way and, and, and play against type and play this sort of really sort well, of... Well, it's
2: the first time that he's played a real person. Yeah. Would that be right? Would that be fair to say? It's uh, the first time he's no. all that kind of... He, no, He will
3: sully, obviously. He was sully Sullenberger. Um, that film, yeah, a but he's, years
2: back. he's he's yeah, I suppose, yeah, but he was closer to sully in terms of you know age and look, yes, sully. I
3: suppose, in look. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, this is the first kind of role where he's trying to sort of, I guess, disappear if you like into a well known yeah. person. Um, but it doesn't work. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't think it wow. works. Like, he's very much like the sore thumb in this now. I almost kind of get the sense that. I think about a ha- maybe a halfway or a third of the way through the film, Baz Lerman kind of figured it out. It was like, yeah, okay, this isn't working. So I'm going to go park him now for a little bit and just have him narrate yeah. it rather than have him be in every single scene with Austin Butler. Like, And to be fair, like, you know, Austin Butler is, to go back to him, he is that good of an actor. He is that good in this that he can absolutely carry this film by himself. And if wow. they even cut Tom Hanks out of this, this film would, would probably be a better film, in fact, actually. If, so I fear that there's a,
2: I fear there's a segment being lost because of uh, Tom Hanks. But in terms of a score, what would you give it?
3: I mean, kind of teetering between three and a half and four. Like, I mean, it's a very, very good film. Like, it's done very, very well. The music yeah. is fantastic. Butler's performance is fantastic. Tom Hanks just threw me out of it. I think it went way. It went over long. Um. It is definitely hagiography. Like, I mean, there it doesn't go into any of the darker elements of Elvis Presley's story. Like, it doesn't go into yeah. the fact that, like, you know, Priscilla Presley was like 14 years old when Elvis yeah. met him and all this, when, you know, so like the addiction and all that is only kind of barely mentioned <clears throat> and stuff. You know, the Nixon, his whole love of Nixon, the fact that he wanted to be an FBI yeah. agent, and all because that's all just glossed mm. over, or not even mentioned. And that's kind of to the detriment. But then again, like, how else can you tell a full life and 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 hope to fit all that stuff in, you know?
2: Yeah, okay. So score-wise, where are you leaning segment-wise?
3: Let's say... Let's say 13 mm. out of 5. Or sorry, 13 out of 20, mm. rather.
2: 13 segments of The Chocolate Orange goes to... Elvis. Uh-huh. Marvellous, marvellous. What else is on the radar this week, Brian?
3: This Netflix film called uh, Spiderhead... Um, the, what? the what? Yeah, Spiderhead. Yeah, it's it's Spiderhead. right. Yeah, so Is it, it stars. A no. It stars. It stars Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll I'll go through the plot first, and then you can kind of see where I'm kind of leaning. Um, so Chris <laughs> Hemsworth plays this uh, tech entrepreneur who's come up with this idea, um, to take in prisoners, um, people, convicts or whatever, and, you know, kind of wipe their memory and play with their memory and to kind of give them a second chance. But obviously, you know, it doesn't go according to plan. Things go horribly wrong.
1: Beautiful people get away with too much. And I say that having benefited myself from time to time.
3: I think if you liked Black Mirror, I think if you like The Twilight Zone, I think if you like that kind of uh, brainy, satirical... Uh, It's a bit of a mind bender, is it? Mind benders, exactly. I mean, yeah, literally, the whole film is about mind bending. The problem is, is that it's sort of, it's kind of like you could just watch an episode of Black Mirror, and you you could get you could arrive at the same kind of thing. And if you've never seen Black Mirror, you know, I would watch that before I'd watch this. Do you know that kind of way? But if you're missing Black Mirror, if you're missing that kind of sly, funny, uh, sci-fi kind of thing. Maybe give this check this out, but it's a it pales in comparison to Black Mirror. Like I'm an absolute massive Black Mirror fan. Like I think Charlie Parker is a genius. We did a Black Mirror episode about a comedian who controls a cartoon bear that runs runs for office after it becomes a sort of uh, an anti-politics celebrity, and it's certainly you can see. And that was loosely based on Boris Johnson.
1: It has mm. two major A-list actors. It sounds very much like it's a mm, as opposed to. Mm-hmm. That's it, yeah, you see,
3: that's it. I think when you see, like, <clears throat> Miles Teller and Chris Hemsworth, people are going to be like, all right, I'll give this a bash, yeah. Because, like, yeah, like the one thing I always have to remind myself, um, and we were kind of talking about this last week, Simon, but, like, nobody goes to a film and reads every single review and knows every single thing about it before they go to see it. More often than not, people yeah. just go to a cinema and they look up and they say, ah, oh, yeah, give me two for Chris Hemsworth there. And they'll just go in you know, completely the, blind. The poster sells the film. Yeah, totally. Yeah. They'll just say, oh yeah, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. I liked him in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll go see this. Let's go two for that. Like, um, and I mean, that is to me, I mean, that's almost a better way to watch a film because you have no yeah. preconceived notions about it and stuff. And I think in the case of this, like, yeah, they are banking on the bankability of the stars to get people to watch it. But unfortunately it's a bit... oh,
2: dear. Can you yeah. give it a score? It's like,
3: uh, oh. uh. Yeah,
2: there we go. <laughs> right, translate that into segments. Segment segments. Translate that into segments of a chocolate orange out, and off you go. What's how
1: many is that? That feels like. Hang on, let me just rummage with the orange here. Um, it's about seven or eight. I think. I'm even, Brian, even. I'm, I'm going to be guided by your 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 uh, voice now in whatever uh-huh. way you want to make noise. I have five pieces in my hand. Do I have five? Do I do I have five? Do I or do I have six? Or so do I oh, seven? No, let's or I bump low? it up a
3: bit. Let's bump it a bit. Let, let's do a brucy bonus here. Let's like higher or let's lower. Let's do seven.
1: Yeah. Let's
3: seven. let's go
2: seven. Yeah. Let's go seven. Yeah. Seven out of twenty says it all, Brian. Thank you, you man. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm going to give you something uh, to watch and uh, I'm really enjoying this. I'm halfway through it. It's called The King of Warsaw. You'll find it on all four. Warsaw, There's one you one your certain dramas, you love them. Yes, it is a uh, historical Polish crime drama. It's a gangster story. Some describe it as Poland's version of Peaky Blinders. It is and it isn't. It is as in it's set kind of in and around the same era, thirties, uh, forties. Is it? Adam? It's set in nineteen thirty-seven. So if you think war broke yeah, yeah. in nineteen thirty-nine, we're very much mm. uh, the dark clouds are are forming over Europe. The story centers on a Jewish boxer. His name is Jacob Zapiro. Uh, he's the right hand man for this communist gangster. His name is Buddy Kaplika and he rules kind of Warsaw and the underworld. And Zapiro. His right-hand man is, you know, this very flawed guy. He's a good family man, loves his kids and his wife, and then next minute he's out schmoozing other women and killing people. Family, i mean, Souls. It's played by a guy called Michael uh, Zaraski. If you ever watched Raven, he's in that. So what's interesting about this is, um, there's, the, like, the plot is really good. The writing's brilliant. There's a really good story. It takes about three episodes to get going but historically it's so interesting from the point of view of um, What's happening where, around them? when it's set uh, where it's set because sadly when we think of places like Warsaw and you think back in history you think mm-hmm. of devastation and you think of the ghettos and the appalling crimes that happened there. This is set in a very beautiful city which was once known as the Paris of the East and it's all very wow. decadent and beautiful and everyone's living this very kind of almost regal lifestyle. Well certainly half the city are and then you have the uh, the the poorer people. You also then so you have the the communists who kind of uh, the communists and the Jews who are running a lot of things. And then you have the, the fascists on the other side uh, and, and the rise of that and the clashes between them. And then in terms of the story itself, you have, you know, a lot of things that you get in gangster type shows, violence, betrayal, lust, and power. And seen as it's called the King of Warsaw, it's very much who will emerge as the King of Warsaw.
2: It is- so there's rival families and all that either.
1: Rival families and them within, like in you know, all these gangs, there's rivals within gangs and uh, people who want more power and maybe willing to do anything to get that power, etc. It is stunning looking. Like this thing should be on the cinema yeah. screen. It's visually so cinematic. It's beautiful. Um, and it's, so it's called really what? High-end production. It's called The King of Warsaw and it's based on a best-selling uh, book that was written a long, long time ago. There's only mm-hmm. one season of it and like I said, it takes, takes at least two episodes to re- really get going. So and if is that it? it?
2: It's a limited series, Aiden? Is that it? Really
1: go stick with it because it really takes off yeah. in episode three. As it stands, it's, it's <clears throat> one season because it's told the story that was written in the book. Apparently there is a sequel uh, <clears throat> book All that right. was written, but a lot of people um, from what I've read feel that that story might necessarily transfer to the, the small or big screen. But... Um, if you like history and you like gangsters and you like to look inn- at amazing, um, like even the, the sets, the interiors, for want of a better word, are just like, it transports you back to a different yeah. time and a different place so faithfully and so vividly and real. Um, so and it's that's on all, on all four. All four. So that's free to watch. Walter Presents, Beautiful, which is the platform baby. within that, which. Yeah, um, you love the L Walter
2: Presents, don't you? which uh what's that what's that fancy
1: word that everyone uses not narrate curates dramas for Very around good. the world so there you go that's uh that's my pick this week excellent great show. Well, there we have a a Bill of Everton for you this week. Audiobooks, podcasts, books, television shows, and some interesting film picks from Brian as well. Also a reminder of The Lazarus Project, which is a brand new eight-part time loop drama, which is on Sky and Now. Sky Max, you can see it. And uh, it's a guy called George, and he wakes up, and it's the same day, but his life isn't the same, and he's got to figure that out. That's as vague as I could ever make it. Go check it out. It's on Sky Max and streaming on Now.
2: Ada, what did you learn this week, my friends?
1: I learned that Stanley Tucci makes a mean
2: spag ball. That's it. You learned that Stanley Tucci can make a spaghetti <laughs> bolognese. What did you <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. How... <laughs> Coming up next week, more cooking tips with Aidan Bower. See ya.